Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, today we have an actual sea captain on the Sea Captain Way podcast, which has to up our cred considerably. Jeff Poole is the founder and CEO of Tidepool, an advisory and consulting firm working in the IoT, marine, energy, and sustainability markets. Before founding his business, he was a yacht captain who managed a crew and navigated his boat in the Atlantic, Caribbean, and Mediterranean. So, Phil, you're in the varsity sea captain locker room today, buddy. <laughs> That's for sure, Jeff. Good to have you on. My gosh, an actual sea captain. Legit. We are doing everything we can to legitimize this podcast. And so it's not just a metaphor anymore. It is actually legit. So, uh, Jeff, so good to have you here. Well, thank you, Phil. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate you having me on uh, the Sea Captain podcast. And you know, I've listened listened to your podcast for a while now, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Cool. Well, we're, are we going to be pulling up our shirts and showing scars before the end of it? I, I hope. <laughs> I, I hope. Let me ask, when did you two meet and how do you know each other? Oh, you want to take that one, Jeff? Or Sure. Well, I've been fortunate enough to live on Aquidneck Island here for the past 17, 18 years. And, oh God, I guess eight years ago, my wife came home and said, hey, we met some really cool people who moved in uh, around the corner. And so one thing led to another. We ended up having dinner and parties at at all of our houses. And and we got to know uh, Phil and his wife very, very well. And we're very fortunate, his family, our family. So we're neighbors as well as friends. Yeah, and it's sort of a unique thing. And just for listener purposes, Aquidneck Island, that's in Rhode Island, and that's uh, near Newport. uh, Well, it is where Newport is. And so for those people who know that area, it was a random thing. I think our spouses met, and then I started to learn about what Jeff does, how he does it. And then his backstory is so cool. He's a culinary institute person, Greg. I, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of layers to this guy. And I just thought he'd be so interesting and has a great message to share with everybody. And so again, welcome. It's great to have you on. I, I know a lot of people think that being a yacht captain would be a glamorous job. Okay. What are some of the skills and qualities necessary to be a yacht captain? How does that apply to leadership for our listener? It's like any other leadership position, I think, in in industry or service organizations. You have a team with you. You are preparing for a service or an adventure. So there's a lot of things involved in in being a, a yacht captain, whether you are private and work for a family, whether you have a charter vessel and you charter out to guests. So there's many different facets of this. What it is, is again, it's building a good team having good communication skills, being financially aware of your situation. The great thing about being a yacht captain as well is 
the places that it can bring you. And I've been very fortunate enough to travel to some beautiful places. You know, they don't keep yachts in in ugly ports. <laughs> right. Good point. That makes a lot of sense. And you use this, hear this phrase, all hands on deck, right? And I think that in your case, some of the stories you've told me around doing everything from being the chef, the head chef, to being the captain. I mean, you got to be pretty versatile when you're doing that, don't you? You do. And part of the versatility and part of the adaptation of being a, a captain is is understanding what changes and what changes in your environment and how to personally adjust yourself and personally adjust your team to make the most of that. Uh, We've all heard this saying, you know, you can't change the wind, so you adjust your sails. And that's very, very true. And preparing your team to adjust the sails when adversity arises is super critical for a leader, more so out on the water than anywhere else. Yeah. As I was getting ready for the podcast, I read an article that said being a yacht captain is like being the CEO of an organization. Do you agree with that point of view? Well, I do and I don't. You know, I think when you're managing other people and you're building a business and you're understanding the challenges that are out there and the rewards that are out there, it's a different aspect of leadership because of the environment you're into. And being a yacht captain, you don't go home at the end of the day at five o'clock or seven o'clock. You don't punch out. You know, it's always with you. You're always looking at safety aspects. You're always looking at the weather. You're always looking at provisioning, staffing, all of those things, which are like a CEO, but there's an additional additional factor put into that, I think, that lends itself to, you know, a 24-7 awareness. You know, when we're on the boat, we consider the boat a living and breathing item because you have systems that are in operation all the time. And it's super critical that you're on top of these these parts of the of the yacht all the time. So when we have guests on board or we have the owners on board, they're usually high net worth individuals. Their time is extremely valuable when they're on their boat or if they've chartered a boat, it's super valuable that their time is the best time that they can possibly have. And we do everything in our power and in what we can accomplish to make that the most valuable time recreationally that they have. Well, it sounds like you have to be on your game 24-7. That would be uh, taxing. Well, and it's also, Greg, if you think about it, you have to be pretty hands-on. I mean, depending on the size of the vessel, of course, but, you know, you have to be, you have to be ready to jump in and maybe there's a subtle difference between a CEO and a sea captain in that space, but all the other stuff really applies. All the perspective that you have to go deal with, that you do carry your organization and its, and its vision and its, and its goals and objectives, you do carry it beyond just the workday and you have to, you have to pay close attention to those things. Yeah. And, you know, it just occurred to me, Phil, because we're in the sea captain view of things about how Phil coaches his clients to deal with conflict. What happens if there's a conflict on the boat? There's nowhere to go. Yeah, (laughs) it's very true. (laughs) Oh, man. You can't go home and take your marbles with you, right? You got to face it head on because there's no, like you said, there's a limited space that you're operating in, right? Wow. Yes, there is. (laughs) Yeah. So, Jeff, you you pointed out in one of our conversations that being on the water means working in a dynamic and constantly changing environment. What are some of the big challenges you face when navigating a boat out of the sight of land for four to five weeks at a time? Yeah. So, you know, when you were, were 
doing transatlantic passages or long passages between land, it planning is obviously super critical. So you're you're planning and you're organizing even you know a month before you leave land. So the better off your plan and prepared, the better off your passage will be. I think that, you know, much like we, we say the best lawyer doesn't necessarily know the most law, but is the best prepared, it's the same in a captaining position where if you are interpreting your weather data accurately, you know how to circumvent a storm or you know how to find where the best winds are to propel you faster to your destination. You're working with your team. You're making sure everybody is safe. That's the number one goal is you have four, five, six other souls on board that you're responsible for. Uh, You're responsible that they're safe, that they're fed, that they're aware and alert. That, I think, is one of the biggest priorities when you're offshore is the safety of your crew and the safety of the vessel and delivering the vessel in the the safest uh, and most efficient way possible. So, you know, those are the challenges that, that I take on and that other captains take on as well. Yeah, so I'm here at preparation key. Okay, we deal with a lot of top performers, advisors, salespeople, executives, anybody who's performance driven. And what I tend to see many times is people are very reactionary or reactive in their pursuits. You can't afford to be that way when you've got all these lives at potential risk. And that preparation is key. The other thing you said probably three times in that last statement was safety. Okay. And how critical that is for uh, being a captain. And again, because of the, you have in your hands people's lives and that's important. So I, those are nice takeaways for me. That sounds a little more intense than I thought. I guess I I could have guessed as much. So I'm going to lighten the mood here a little bit. I know you said you've participated in sailing regatta races, and I've heard that if you lose a race, it was bad luck. And if you win, it's pure skill. (laughs) So I saw a comment on a sailing website that said to win a regatta, you have to be both a good sailor and a good racer. And there's a big difference between the two. What's, What's the difference between being a good sailor and a good racer? Well, again, Greg and Phil, it's like anything. It's practice and putting yourself into the environment where you can excel with other people who are excelling and who are training and who are being coached and coachable. That is super critical in racing sailboats because consider it like driving an F1 car versus driving down to the local restaurant. We're all good drivers, but we wouldn't imagine getting into an F1 car without being coached and trained. Sailboat racing is very much the same. You, You work with people who are in tune to the environment and are better sailors than you are. And through the years, you're being coached and you're being challenged and you're being pushed. And that's what makes you a better and better and better sailor. Uh, I've had great fortune to race with some amazing people, people who've done the America's Cup, people who've done the Volvo Global Challenge. So I'm very lucky that you know, my racing has gotten better and better over the years because of who has coached me and who has pushed me along those lines. I still have a long way to go, but I really enjoy being out on the race course and pushing myself and challenging myself. Yeah, that's cool. And it's also cool that at this distinguished age, Jeff Poole, that you are still competing. That's what's very fun. You're still growing in that space. 
And uh, so I just admire that tenacity. And he's on point with the branding, uh, Phil, with it all comes down to the coaching. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice right. job, Jeff. Well yeah. played. Yeah. Well, it, it's true. It, it's true. We're we're all as long as you're coachable, you're still learning. So continue to be that way and continue to grow. Yeah, I used a phrase the other day that I actually was in my novel that you only become an old person when your memories outweigh your new experiences. <laughs> so as long as you're experiencing new things, you can technically never be old. And I think that that's an important lesson here as, you know, it's about the risk taking. It's about coaching element, which pushes you to that next stage. So that kind of provides a good transition into now your business. Okay. Tide Pool, which is just a cool uh, branding connection, obviously, as Jeff Pool. But your firm focuses on IoT, marine energy, sustainability markets. What was your inspiration for starting this business? And why did you decide to specialize here? I think there's obviously some connection to to the sea, but what pushed you to specialize here? Well, nine years ago when I decided to come ashore, basically, I, I decided to hang up my offshore captaining hat drop anchor, so to speak, and and come ashore and spend more time with my family. You know, being a yacht captain's wonderful, but a ship is not in port all the time. So transitioning into a, a life on shore, I wanted to maintain my connection to the sea and to the ocean and utilize some of the skills I had gathered along the way with electronics, with IT and some of those capabilities, energy, sustainability, those things that I found interesting and continue to learn off of, again, and still being tied to the ocean. So we built Tide Pool with the understanding that we were, you know, working with startups and helping startups. And I did a couple startups when I came ashore. One didn't do so well and one did very well. So, you know, there's I have a good balance there and I'm involved in a couple more, you know, a great one called AC that's that's building raw water solutions for boats on lifts, you know, another one called Dock On It, which is building navigational solutions to moorings and, and docks and things like that. We're working with a company that's, you know, doing some AI work. So it's it's evolving, it's changing, it's growing. So I can provide a captain's perspective and a marine point of view to some people who may be technology heavy and technology favored and not necessarily understand the marine industry as well as I do. Wow, that's a mouthful. Holy cow. Sorry. I didn't, I, we're, no, we're, we're neighbors and I didn't even know half of this, but because it, there are just a lot of layers to this. Wow, that's cool. I'm impressed and I can see it's still, you, and you can tell, Greg, you can tell how passionate he is about this stuff. So uh, we probably ought to get a, get a wrap on this thing pretty soon. Yeah, well, I've got one follow-on, I, I, if that's cool. So, yeah. Jeff, your, your website says Tidepool also provides energy solutions to help solve coastal wind challenges. Can you elaborate on what these challenges are and the solutions that your firm provides? Yeah. So as we all know, you know, Rhode Island was the very first state to have an offshore wind farm in the United States. So off of Block Island, there's turbines producing power. We now have South Fork wind. We have plantation wind out there. So the offshore wind industry is growing, growing, growing in the Northeast and trickling down the coast. So what we're doing is we're looking and working with companies as they build their infrastructure and technology infrastructure onshore 
with the marine environment and with the marine companies that are around here. So we want to be able to utilize the marine resources that have a, a tremendous history. Look at how old the fishing industry is around here. You know, there so there's thousands or hundreds of years of marine knowledge here that need to be utilized and can be utilized to make offshore wind safe to work within the fishing industry, to work within the recreational boating industry, and to preserve the whales and the environment as well. So we're we're working with companies to do that. You know, Greg, I, I'm sitting here as Jeff's talking, and I'm like, you know, you you tend to tell fish stories, but these are like real fish stories. I mean, <laughs> these are like legitimate <laughs> stories. I mean, I think Jeff's my new best friend. I think you're on your way out. I, uh, yeah, I knew I was coasting along too easily here. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff, I think the closest I've seen Bender Phil to being an actual sea captain is the first time I came to visit him in Rhode Island. I got to do uh, one of my favorite things, which is to drink Phil's beer. And I uh, I was drinking this. It was a Narragansett or something. <laughs> Narragansett. My gosh. Yeah, what that a, was the one. What a, what a, I'm drinking this. What a land lover you are. <laughs> Exactly. So anyway, I said, what's up with this beer? And Phil goes, oh, it's the beer that, that Captain Quint drank in Jaws. That's right. There you go. Uh, don't you remember that? I said, oh, kind of, not really. He goes, well, we need to watch that movie. And he pulls out a projector. <laughs> he goes inside. He comes out with a projector. And he projects John, the movie on the side of his house. <laughs> <laughs> which and we want, like, uh, it's hilarious. Which is the quintessential Rhode Island move, right? Is uh, everything up here is historic and a little bit primitive, only works sometimes. I mean, uh, you know, like my outdoor shower. I mean, it's all these things that happen. But Jeff, uh, you know, what a great uh, opportunity to spend some time with you, a dear friend, but really a person who is visionary, who's taken risks, who's lived life, which is so cool. How does a potential client get to you? How do they dial up Jeff Pool? The easiest way is to connect uh, through my website or through my LinkedIn profile. So I'm easy to find on both. And uh, we welcome any new inquiries. And we're always looking to expand and bring on new team members as well as new clients. Mm -hmm. And the website is Tidepool with an E. Dot com, correct? correct. <laughs> With an E. Yes. And that's not an E in tide. That's an E in pool. So uh, just... They're both. You need <laughs> both. Yeah, that's true. It's not tid pool, but anyway, or tadpole, it's tide pool. So uh, Jeff, again, uh, so great to be with you. And I think it's my turn to cook dinner, so I uh, look forward to doing that soon. And uh, But you're, you're a great guy with a great message and was just a pleasure having you. Well, thank you very much for having me, Phil, Greg. It's been a pleasure to be on Sea Captain Coaching Podcast. And thank you again. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way Podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey. <laughs>